Welcome to the Wayfinders Podcast. Hi, Paul. Hey, Bryce. How are you? Well, yeah. I'm doing really good, actually. The sun is shining. Summer's upon us. You picked a good day for this. Thanks for thanks for having me out, and 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 thanks for having me in your your first location here with your new view. This is. <laughs> People can't obviously see this, but we're staring at about a 90 degree view of the mountains and it's just a, a beautiful day. So, so great day to have this discussion. Yes, yeah, so I'm making note of never disclosing my location because I don't want people dropping in on me. I'm, I'm not a big drop-in guy. I don't blame you, me neither. <laughs> so Paul, introduce yourself uh, for those who don't know you. Uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, well, no, thanks. Thanks again. I'm, well, Paul Wagman, I'm detective with the Calgary Police Service, and I'm not working full-time due to my injury of PTSD, and and um, and uh, here we are. I, I've, I've had the opportunity to know you for a little bit of, a little bit of time now, and and um, I know we've got a lot of similar uh, similarities with our story, but but uh, we came together um, quite some time ago, and, and uh, oh, in late summer last year, with the people we're working with, we've, we've got a lot of partners who are poster children, really, in PTSD, emergency responders, and military who have really had a remarkable journey in their in their life when it comes to trauma. Yeah. And uh, we've been lucky enough to, to, to share our stories together and, and found a similar equation. And, uh, you know, with the Wine Glass Wellness Center, which we are calling it now, it's a, basically a, a retreat that we're, we're working on at the Wine Glass Ranch. Eklund and Wearmouth family donated a beautiful ranch house oh, built yeah. in 1919. If, uh, f- for everyone who's listening, if you haven't seen the, uh, the location yet, um, we're posting photos all the time. Renovation work is uh, just beginning. We're a neat project to watch. You can oh. you can watch all of it as it's as it's going on in the local media and, and on our website. Which kind of leads to the the first question. Okay, so uh, detective the CPS uh, suffered a uh, operational stress injury. Yeah. Um, working through all the drama that comes with that, the yeah. stigmas, the obstacles, yeah. you name it. Um, without getting into that, but. You're one of the driving forces within this little movement within our community, hopefully, you know, snowballing. What was it that, that, that that's driving you to, to create this wellness center? Uh, is, is it a sense of obligation? Is it a sense of paying it forward? Is it just trying to create a tool that you, so that you can make it better for those coming behind you so that they don't have to go through some of the same obstacles? I mean, there's a lot of different things that might go on there, but yeah. w- what, what was it that actually is driving you to help make this, uh, this wellness center? Well, you know, I, I think there's several different things that, uh, that, that drive, that drive us. You, you know, I first, I like to think about the why, you know, why are we doing this? You know, let's start with that. Well, in, in, in my journey alone, um, it was, it was difficult to navigate. I, we, I was told what to do when I was injured and luckily I, I was, I was fortunate enough to reach out for help because I had access to a forensic psychologist that I work with and, and, uh, and the stigma, which is overwhelming still today mm. was present. And at least I reached out to him and said, look, I, I've hit a wall. I'm like, I feel like the, the, the bug hitting the glass until he dies and I, and, and I don't want to die. And, and I said, can I talk to you? And that was my segue to, to, to getting some professional help. And I'm, we're always going to tell people to do that. Get professional help before anything else. Absolutely. I mean, and it's interesting because depending upon where you're coming from, the starting spot of your own understanding of an operational, operational stress injury or mental illness, where you say, well, 
for some, they say, well, how can there be any, any stigma? We talk about this more and more openly every day, which, although is true, sometimes that stigma is what we carry with us because to admit of an injury yeah. might be admission of failure, that there's something wrong with you, yeah. that, that, that maybe you're not strong enough, or maybe it's a perception that there may be professional consequences to it, you know, whether it's personal pride or fear yeah, of, of yeah. consequences. There absolutely is still a stigma. There is a stigma in its present where I, uh, when I was injured and, and had to uh, reach out for, uh, for help, mm. and the Calgary Police Service has, has a great deal of resources, had when I, was, when I first asked for help, a great deal of resources. But for me, the TSN turning point was reaching out to somebody. Actually, somebody reached out to me and said, um, I heard you're injured. Would you like to talk about it? Mm. And, and luckily they did, because I probably wouldn't have reached out and said, we want to talk about this, because the stigma exists and it still does. So to be able to know that it is normal to work on yourself, and, and so again, from my perspective, why? Well, I was injured, and I was lucky enough to be a warrior all the way along, but I was not trained to be resilient and, and, and fix myself mentally when we struggled. So everything went into the bag, yeah, deep in the bag, and, it, and then it boiled over. So why we have to do this is to say, to get rid of the stigma and say it's normal for us to need help. And to ask for help before it gets too, before it goes too far, before you're that fly beating your head against the wall or the glass, and, and you end up in a bad way. So we, as a, a steering committee of responders and military, have remarkable stories. Your story is remarkable. Jessica Vanderhoek, Todd Heinze, um, uh, many of these people we're working with. So many of them who are sharing their stories and people who want to share their stories. Some celebrities, in, in, in fact, that you're going to be speaking with, we're going to be speaking with, who want to share their stories of trauma and wellness. So that's why we're doing this to, to get rid of the stigma and reach people in their basements like you and I have talked about with their tinfoil hats on and say, watch a bit of this equine therapy we're doing online. We're doing it on site. We're going to push it online. People anywhere can watch it. Watch a little bit of this meditation that we're doing. Watch a little bit of these fireside chats we're having with celebrities and sports stars and tough people and, and emotionally intelligent people who, who, who inspire growth and see if some of this stuff is for you, um, and I guarantee you, you'll find something that is for you, and it will be part of your journey. I, you know, I love the way that you're, you're bringing that back, because one of those things that we talk about often in the Army that, that breaks down once you leave is you always work in fire teams. You never work alone. And that is unique, you know, especially when you consider sometimes in the uh, police service and, uh, and definitely... Uh, um, in the RCMP are one of the best examples or worst thereof of working in isolation and it, and it builds in this isolation. Yeah. But what's, what, what ends up happening and we talk about it and we and semi joking, not so much. Sometimes we say, you know, getting people out of their basements, taking off the tinfoil hat. It's a colloquialism. It's just an expression to say, you know, sometimes it's genuinely, it's literal, but that you're, you're in these basements, you're consuming a lot of reinforcing bad ideas via the internet, via, you know, whatever that is. And you're into these, these, death spirals by yourself. And one of the things is to get the, out of this individualist approach and yeah. saying, you can't do this alone. Yeah, no. and, and that's okay. Matter of fact, when you, together, we're, we're, we're much stronger. I mean, that's, that's the nature of humanity, as a matter of fact. We talk about being social creatures. And when we're isolated, when we become cut off from others, we actually are much diminished. We're very vulnerable as individuals, but collectively, yeah, 
humanity's an unstoppable force, and and that's one of those things that we need, are are trying to to drive forward, and why I'm so attracted to uh, this as a, both as a movement, as a, as a philosophy, and as a tool package, where you're getting people to band together collectively f- using all the different ideas and approaches and actually having group wisdom because individuals were fools, but together we're wise. Well, you know what? You nailed the, you hit the nail on the head. And, and the irony in what you just said is uh, that was our launch, alone together. Mm. We were isolated uh, as individual emergency responders, military, and, and we rode the wave of COVID because uh, especially with EMS, their, their exposure... Oh yeah, is massive. So I mean, if it, it, for anyone who who really wants to, if you don't appreciate what the EMS are doing in these first responders, find an EMS and they will sit down and tell you a story. And like, I I've been through some serious stuff, and I'm not going to get into that now. But I have a pretty high threshold of like WTF. And when I hear these stories, it makes my hair go white. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, the, the same with some of the stories I've heard from you. We need to share a little bit of that story and then keep it focused on positivity and wellness. And that's what absolutely. we're doing. So when we hear those, uh, you know, the, I guess the, the irony of alone together, these people, um, us, we, uh, have been in our basements with tinfoil hats on to some degree. <laughs> and, and, and we have been reached. That's why we have really um, showed an incredible amount of resiliency in getting where we are today and the things that we're doing and the things you have done and, and some of our partners. So us sharing that and picking your own um, journey to wellness, it, it's a great equation. So it's easy for us to share um, and it's easy for us to tell, to tell the stories. And what we're going to try to do is get the story shared as broadly as possible um, and not only do it on site where people can watch, uh, you know, perhaps like what we did with Alone Together. We had a variety of different things that we did. Mm. We can capture that and people can see if that's if that's something they want to do or not. But the people who are attending um, on site yeah. um, can experience those things and take it or leave it. But if you're watching this or if you're connected to our resources online, um, you can know that this stuff is accessible. There's going to be really neat things I have to mention because um, we've not just got equine therapy, but one of our big partners in our steering committee is Chief Lee Crowchild. Um, I I was very fortunate in my healing uh, to meet Lee Crowchild when he was an elder with a sutana. Um, I was introduced to him and I was invited to a sweat. And it turned out to be one of the most remarkable experiences in my healing journey. And... Um, got to tell you, it's remarkable that uh, Chief Crowchild has come on board and has agreed Incredible. to share modalities of wellness and Aboriginal healing with us and introduced us to one of the most remarkable medicine men. Oh, yeah. I, so I actually wanted to do a little bit of a, of a deeper dive on that one, actually, Paul, because for for all, for all a lot of us, I mean, I, I grew up in central Alberta, um, you know, and I... I have to express, you know, actually share my my ignorance about some of the things about what is entails in a sweat. What what is there that you can you can oh, share yeah. with us about yeah. what that process looks like, and yeah. and maybe one of those what you personally experienced as as a product of that experience. Well, you know, every again, every story of healing is individual, and my, my story when it comes to sweats. Um, is a very individual story with the impact on the sweat that I had. But I was first introduced uh, as a cultural camp with the Calgary Police Service. And I've always been interested in, in cultural diversity and and uh, the history of Alberta and really connected with Aboriginal yeah. um, culture since my experiences. Anyway, sure. um, the Aboriginal camp uh, with Leo Pard and, and Reggie Cro- Cro- uh, Crochu. Um, and and uh, Arthur Crochu was was a, a moving experience, and I was followed up with some charitable work that I did. And I worked with them, and I met Lee 
uh, and ended a sweat shortly after um, my incident of trauma, which was Dalhousie homicides in yeah. Calgary in 2008. Mm. Um, one of the worst mass homicides uh, in our city and the, the, by far the worst I've been to. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, shortly after that, um, we went through a sweat and, uh, and it was a very intense Aboriginal sweat with, uh, with a lot of reflection. I, I won't go into, but um, we're going to cover that and I, and I want that to be introduced properly. But in my story, it was very intimate and, um, and, and Lee and I have had this connection. And I think, again, when we talk about, and we're going to talk about trust and some of the other um, things that are hurdles for us, Lee Crowchild and I have built a, a degree of trust where we understand what this is, uh, has done in, in my life and we understand what this has also done in other um, uh, responders' lives because he's, he's participated in that. Yeah. But, but so many other things when it comes to trauma and, and mental health when it comes to uh, Aboriginal access. I, I think it's really one of the... F- I know it's vague, but we're going to share, we're gonna no, share no, more it, because every story is a little bit individual and, and, and you're going to experience it and perhaps you can share some of what... Uh, you know what that that uh, that is like for you, and and those experiences you can share with. Uh, I think it's and and I think it's okay to stay vague. I mean, yeah. I think one of the things we're always looking for the instagrification. You know, I'm I'm a guy who thrives on data on to, to be able to quantify something, but to be fair, and I think how how what I'm hearing because of the intimate nature yeah. of that experience is very individualistic. You really can't go into a lot of the details because it. In, in part kind of does disservice to the experience of itself. Well, and, then, and then I think, th- and the other portion is, is, yep. is you really, you need to, like a lot of stuff, you need to experience it to go through it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I take a look at the, uh, at the product. You're one of the, the, those who I know well that, that has gone through it. And I see how, what that's done for you. Yeah. And yeah. I think I, what, what I get excited about about the WWR, you know, working title, you know, it's the a la carte menu, allowing right. anyone to, as they're coming in saying, look, there's are these different modalities, these different tools in the tool chest. What interests you? This is what's worked. Let's take apart an ex- a specific example that both of us were part of for, for Alone Together, for example, because yeah. it's something I have a lot, of, a lot more experience in sure. other than personally experiencing something um, like we would with a therapy, for example. EMDR is a therapy that I've experienced in yep. my so in, in my RTMS that uh, I would like the people who do MDR to talk about the specifics of. I can tell you that, that it's a, been a wonderful thing for me, and, mm. and I even had a recent discussion with um, with a celebrity that's probably going to be working with us about the benefits of EMDR. Yeah, um, you know, and then RTMS. There's another one too. Um, people can look up all these acronyms and see what they are and <laughs> and see if they'll work for them. But we will introduce them, and the proper people will introduce. But let's talk about equine therapy. Oh yes, it's been something I've been part of uh, my whole life, and and um, and something I've created in past charitable life. But Jessica Vanderhoek, Prairie Sky Equine Assisted Therapy, is one of our partners. Yeah. And her classes can be filled up. Go to her website. Uh, her classes are very accessible. And you and I experienced something on a ground level, which is um, equine therapy when it came to communication and trust. Yeah. And, and there you go. There was a brief experience you never had a lot of experience in, but probably piqued your interest and knew that now it's accessible and there's something there that you can gain from. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'll, I'll relate my experience. Yeah. It was something, once I first heard of it, it made a lot of sense. Something about it really clicked for me. And having that chance to have that initial exposure, I get it. It's one of the, 
I, you know, it's a basically an intro 101 to equine therapy. There's so it, there's a lot of depth into that uh, modality of healing. But from my experience, for anyone who's at the beginning of their journey, doesn't know, like one of the first things you have to do is be grounded. And when they say grounded, that means to be in the present, to be in the now. Because a lot of times when you're when you're injured, you're either obsessed and living in the past or you're consumed with anxiety about the future and you cannot be in the present. You're not in the now. You don't slow it down and do the old man shuffle is my is my motto that I've got written in a few places. Yeah. <laughs> and you can and, and and what happens is is when you're in that corral with that horse and it comes in, it you're not even conscious of it. It brings you in the now. It brings you in the it's not because of a threat, it's not because of a, a, a of fear. The, the the nature of it, the energy of it, the, the actual experience. And then all of a sudden, for those who aren't experienced in it, all of a sudden know, oh, this is what grounding means. Mm. Because otherwise, before when you start talk therapy or when someone's talking, oh, just, just got to go through my ground, you know, got to be grounded. What the hell does that mean? What about a tree? No, 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 no. That's a word used to exp- uh, describe this feeling. And if you don't know what that feeling is, s- start this equine therapy. Uh, and I, I, I honestly, you know, when you don't know what you don't know, uh, I wish I could go back to two years ago when I was really acute, and because I was really, uh, I was all over the place. I'm like, huh? That would have sort of that would have saved me about ooh six months. But, I know, and you, <laughs> but you don't know. But you wouldn't have wanted to miss that because again, in our journey, um, you can't do a certain thing before you you, you you fall apart or hit a hit a certain part of your journey. Oh yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's another big equation too. Is you can't just say you can't rush it. All right, I'm I'm ready to get back to work. I'm ready to 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 <laughs> to, to run on my broken leg. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, but you have to do the right sequence of things. So I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out, though, too. But it was, we, we talked a little bit on that energy, yeah. on that grounding with the equation of 10. Um, you know, with horses, they're, they're, they're a prey animal. Yes, that yeah. was really interesting. And, and so it's, it's, it's not the same sort of relationship you may have with a dog, which is yeah. another great thing. A service dog is, yes. is also very good for, for PTSD or, or operational or OSI injuries. Yeah. But... What people experience, and I experienced this many times, even after growing up with horses and then being injured and going out on horseback and wondering why I'm not equivalent or coming to an equation of 10, my horse has got an energy of, of, of two and I come in at a 10, that that's too much. Yeah, it's over the top. And so when my, you know, there's a classic with PTSD, we're coming in way too hot. We're not having that equation. So we have to adjust ourselves mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful equation when it comes to horses. So I can speak a lot better on that because I've got more training and understanding experience yeah, experience yeah. on that. And, and, and you and I have experienced that. Mm. So, so there's a good example. And if that is not your equation and if that doesn't work for you, then you can try meditation. You can try uh, mindful, uh, mindful breathing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that as we develop through our different phases at WWR, because right now, yeah, yeah. you know, we we're, we're, we're limited by, um, you know, by zoning and what we currently are and what we're going to offer. But mm-hmm. as we develop those things and we get our, 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 you know, through our strategy of fundraising, then more things will be so available on the table that people, people can observe, but we're introducing them to them now as we are building. Mm. All right. Shifting gears. Yeah. So taking a look at, you know, we, we often talk, I mean, and, and anyone who's going through the process, because here's the words, process, journey. Um, but in order to go through those, you need to say, what, you know, what is the goal? Mm-hmm. So I, I, detri- you know, I, I look at it this way, and, and, and I would challenge uh, you. Um, what is the best version of me? What does that look like? You know, yeah. and, and, and. Not everyone's there yet, but if if you're able to vision that, if you're able to say, what is the best version of Paul Wagman? What does he look like? And 
and, I, and so I guess that is my question. What does the best version of you look like? Yeah. Um, whether it's coming out of this or wh- or whether, you know, whether that's like, what does the best Paul look like for you today? The, you know, and, and that's, that's such an individual thing. I think it's a fair question to ask anybody at any time and expect an accurate response. And if you're not prepared to, well, then you better come up with a plan or be able to access the resources so you can. Lucky for us, we've experienced a good portion of this journey, so we have a deeper understanding as to as to the best us. Mm. So, for example, on Monday and Tuesday, uh, I went out with one of my st- our steering committee members, Banger, that's his name. Yep. Um, we went out uh, with a little bit of a theme of listening. We went horseback uh, riding and, and essentially looking for bears uh, yep. as a side note into the mountains, into southern Alberta in some of the most stunning and beautiful country. And we captured a lot of that, uh, which we have not done before, with a bit of a video journal. Awesome. And put that together. And, and we're going to share that. But for example, that is what is good for me. I know in my tool bag what fits mm-hmm. and what works. Yep. During COVID, some of those things have not been accessible. So we've had to adapt and we've had to change like life will always do for us. Yep. I'm not a role model, a poster child, although I've been pointed out as that. And so have you in what you've done because because really you've taken this journey a, a step step further to share with others what has been successful for you. And that's what we're doing. That's right. So, so what is good for me is access to health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is, is, is challenging myself to always become better, a better version of myself, to be emotion, emotionally grow, mm-hmm. to connect with my spouse, with my children in a better way, yeah. to slow down and do the old man shuffle and to appreciate things in a better way. I love the old man shuffle. Uh, the old man shuffle is great. <laughs> I'm not going to claim it, but I liberated that. You and I talked about yeah, that. Yeah. I got a lot of great liberated statements. That's one of them. Yeah, you bet. Now, another thing too that is very, very important is when you do hit the wall because I as we all do, have blowouts and moments that we're not proud of. You stop that moment like you would teach any of your children when you can slow down, do the old man shuffle and say, hey, time out. That's right. What am I going to do now? I'm going to make it worse if it continues. You know, if I get frustrated and angry, anger has been, and frustration has been part of my trauma. You know, I've talked about our differences when it comes to things that uh, that are our hangups and hurdles. You bet. And how to overcome them. For me, that's one of them. So right now, a better version of myself is to realize that I'm complete control of myself at all time mm-hmm. and time is options. So if I just stop, lengthen that fuse, then then I do have options. Now, of course, doctors will say, hey, when you have trauma or PTSD, you might want medication to lengthen that fuse. Sure. That's an option. Sure. There's lots of other ways to lengthen that fuse. And yeah. those, those things are the non-traditional things that we're introducing. So when you do meditation and you're on top of breathing, if you've never tried it, and I'm you listen to my voice. If my if my if my psychiatrist and psychologist are listening to this right now, they know I'm not breathing. And when I pause, I'll get on top of it, and you can hear the difference. Yeah. But that is wellness. And if you don't know about that, then I challenge you to learn about it. Yeah. Know thyself. Which I actually going back even to that uh, the original question. The game of life, and in certain ways, it is a game because all of humanity we play these games, and they're all deadly serious. But the game we're playing is not against anyone else. It's only against ourselves. And the challenge that we, we have is to be better than the person we were the day before. And it's not to compare yourself against someone else. You know, I can't compare myself to you. You're, you're much taller than I am, and you grow much more masculine salt and pepper beard. Yeah, I'm slightly more handsome and well, better build, well, but that, that's on, just natural and, and, and genetic <laughs> in some cases. But that's good to be aware of, too. Because those are our hurdles. I'm sorry. Thank, <laughs> oh, you. the cross you bear. Yeah, I know. But 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 that that's the point. 
you know, I don't, no one should be holding themselves up to say, you know, and kind of like you said, you know, all these ther- therapy mo- uh, modalities, they're individual. They are. Your experience within sweat, that's as an individual. Yeah. You know, wh- who are you to be your best version of you? Not the best version. I'm, I'm not comparing myself to my version of Bryce has to be better than the best version of Paul. That's not even the point. Not to say there's nothing wrong with competition, but that's not what you're in right now. We're in a healthy competition. That's the nice thing about this relationship <laughs> with everyone in the steering committee is that we challenge ourselves to yeah. be better. And that's, that's the positivity right. of this. We're not in an, an, we're not creating an organization that is, uh, that is dwelling in anything negative or, or, or how we've been injured for that matter. Right. There's no point in that. We're, you, you asked me a question of, 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 of what is the best version of me. And the best version of me is going to constantly change and being challenged. And my relationship with you and everybody else is going to bring it out to be better. That's the goal. Mm. And, 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 and I think that um, our participation in this and our development in this will bring the best out in all of us and, and, and introduce us to a lot of things that will, will, be, will allow us to make the tool bag more diverse. Yes. And when we reach into the tool bag and, and, and that go-to is not there, we can reach real quick and grab something else because it might be something that you never thought about. I love that. Well, I gave you the last word. (laughs) Thank you. Reach into that tool bag. If you don't have enough tools there, reach out to us. WWR, if you're going to be alone, be alone together. Find us on Facebook. Look at our website. Like, subscribe. Be part of the movement.